Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Mosaic Station. Thank you for choosing to listen to us. You could be listening to anything, but you're listening to us. So welcome. Uh, We are so excited to kick off our new podcast series called Mosaic Meets. It's an opportunity for folks who haven't been on campus yet to really get to meet some of our friends here on campus um, and that we work very closely with, um, that we, you know, want to make sure that students get to know and visit. And these are folks that you can turn to when you have a question, you just want to hang out with, they're here to support you. Uh, my name is Sharon Singh. I'm the program coordinator for Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I kick it off to Chris. Hi, y'all. Uh, my name is Chris Yang. I'm the director of the Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. My pronouns are he, him, his. What's up? My name is Kenny. I'm a cultural programmer at Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. I use they, them pronouns. Jazzy Fizzle, tell them who you are. Was good, Kenny Beats. What's up, everybody? This is Jazz. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the social media and liaison for Mosaic Cross Cultural Center. And Armani and Jamal, if y'all want to introduce yourselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Armani. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the program coordinator for the African American Black Student Success Center. Uh, what's up, everybody? Thank you all for having me on the Mosaic Meets podcast. My name is Jamal Williams. Most people just call me Jamal, though. And uh, my pronouns are he, him, and his. And I'm the program director for our Black Student Center on campus. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Let's, let's get going. I'm ready to talk. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. So um, I guess to start, I also graduated from San Jose State in May 2018 um, with a degree in psychology, minor in sociology. Um, Super involved on campus. I had a great time while I was there. Now I'm here to give back to San Jose State. Um, I am a certified 200 hour yoga instructor. I've been certified since March. Um, My overall goal and mission with yoga is to be able to bring yoga accessibly to black people and people of color to have us really expand what it means and what it feels like to be human i guess um and just accepting different parts of us that we might have always pushed to the back um and being able to integrate meditation and movement into that experience but um yeah i don't know i think i'm a chill person i'm plant-based um i don't know i think i'm cool though I'll go ahead and give it to Jamal. For sure. You're all right. You know, own that. You're really cool. Uh, so the question, tell a little bit, little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, my job running the Black Student Center, uh, I kind of center my life around everything Black, right? Like, I embody the quote, I'm rooting for everyone Black. Not everybody. Some people we can't just root for in general, like R. Kelly. But uh, but I'm rooting for everybody else black. Uh, and, and, I, and I embody that through my life, through my, through my work in the community. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm a transplant to the Bay Area. Uh, I like to say my wife dragged me out here and now I'm trapped. So I'm stuck here. 
but I've grown to love it. I've grown to love the South Bay. There's a lot of opportunities to do a lot of good work, some really passionate people. Um, I think we have something really special at our Black Student Center, uh, and it's exciting. My birthday is tomorrow. I'm turning 37. That's a weird thing to say because I'm, I'm, I'm like taking Cancer gang. Hey, yeah, let's go. Uh, it was like, like age and mortality is all kind of hitting me at, at a weird time. In my head, I'm like 25, but physically, I know I'm 37. I got gray hairs in my beard. It's really weird. Uh, and then when I go like play basketball and stuff, I'm really into sports. Like the students on campus call me OG and sir. And it's just like, God dang it. And you know, I'm a parent, I have two kids. They age you, I have a four and a half year old who thinks she's like 20 and I have an eight month old. Um, and so it's me, my two kids, my wife. We, 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 we do go work, we read, we play, we, we hang out and it's fun times. So it's a little bit about me, I think. Uh, what songs slash artists or albums have been the soundtrack of your summer so far? I'll go. I'll go. Um, you know, so I, I, what I didn't mention, I said I was a transplant. I'm from Michigan. And so somehow I've fallen in love with T Grizzly. I'm from the Metro Detroit area. And so like, I, I, I don't, nothing about my life is embodied in what T Grizzly raps about, except for the fact that like, it feels like home. Everything he says, just, I, I, can, I can understand what he's saying when he references certain things, when he talks about, you know, white buffs in his, in his raps, like the iconic Detroit glass, sunglasses, Detroit glasses, right? The, uh, uh, the white buffaloes, the Cartier frames, you know, so all that stuff is just kind of embodied his rap, the, the struggle he talks about, um, when he talks about, you know, DTE turning the lights off, like I get that. Do I know anything about selling drugs or prison or anything? Like Absolutely not. But I love his music. So he just came out with a new album. If you are here in the background, my eight month old, she wants to be a part of this interview. So just understand that, you know, she has a lot to contribute to. Uh, also the Tiana Taylor new, uh, new, new joint, the album is dope. Uh, a sleeper, Chloe and Haley. Um, that mug is dope too. Uh, and then the uh, little baby, my turn. That that album slaps, and he's actually a really talented rapper. Um, I, my my comfort zone is like East Coast Nas Wu Tang, but like there's some really dope stuff that's come out this this recent summer that uh, that I play pretty continuously. So yeah. Um, for me. I actually forgot about the album by Tiana Taylor. That was a good one when I listened to it. Um, but I'm more so on like the R&B and the oldies kind of vibe. So I've been really getting into like uh, Erica Badu, Sir, Brent Fias. Um, Those are probably like the new school vibes that I've been like really, well, Erica's not really like new school, but you know. Um, but like when it comes to oldies, like uh, a couple songs that have been coming up for me lately is Love, Love, Love by Donny Hathaway and What You Won't Do For Love by Bobby Caldwell. Like those have been my favorites these last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah. Am I the 37 year old or are you? Which one? Hey, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There's something about like 
oldies that really keeps me grounded. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's because when I was growing up, my grandma only listened to oldies, so it probably just brings me back. But yeah, I really like oldies and uh, exploring how music still finds its way from the 60s, 70s, 80s into today's music and um, how people are just really creating and uh, continuing that legacy through music. I think you're really speaking to Chris right now because <laughs> he's he's usually on the same vibe. Like whenever we were in the office, he would be listening to the, the oldies. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I, I love I love like old school R and B. I think Donny Hathaway is making like a comeback this year. Like really? I, gotta I don't know. I I mean, um, that one the he um uh you know the show euphoria in each on hbo they they uh the last song in euphoria was a big donny hathaway like song um so Jazz I, think, is like, really? <laughs> I think donny hathaway's making a comeback this year i'll look into that thank you yeah yeah it was crazy i was just watching that show with my friend because it was her first time watching it and yeah i did not think that was a thing what yeah I was watch I've been watching Euphoria too and like I I usually listen to the Amy Winehouse version of a song for you. That song like it just gets me so emotional. But yeah, Donny Hathaway. Watch out. <laughs> um, what is your current role at SJSU? I know we kind of talked about it, but maybe we can go a little deeper into like what y'all do and stuff or if there's anything deeper you want to say about what y'all do um yeah i think you know armani and i both mentioned you want to tell them you can tell them sweetie this is corinne <laughs> she wants to tell you all what i do i don't think she knows so i'll just keep going uh we we run the black student center it's a staff of two it's a staff of two and we we continue to find ways to hold on this isn't gonna work okay i'll go ahead and go um so <laughs> um, <laughs> what I specifically do um I think I'll touch on some of the events and things that I've um really wanted to create and bring to the campus um with me being a um an alumni I've seen different programs like come and go and I want to help Jamal and I want to help bring those programs back um and really to help really revitalize the black community but um, some of the things that I want to get done are um, really officially establishing a Black mentorship program. Um, I started last year, but I really want to refine the vision a lot more this academic year. Um, I put on a Black Women's Forum, which was an opportunity for all of the Black women on campus to connect. Um, professors had come, professors on campus, yeah, had come to present different information about like the self, sisterhood, and then overall community and um, how we can continue to bridge those gaps together. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think specifically. I know together Jamal and I put on a black student or a black Spartan welcome. We did the retreat. Um, we started getting these things together called Tuesday Talks when different professors around campus come and talk about their research and how it more specifically applies to the Black community. Um, I'm blanking. It's summer. We've been on quarantine for the last couple months. Go ahead, Jamal. It's all good. It's all good. We do a lot. And not to get 
clouded in into the, all the different programs that we do but i think you know one thing you can sense is the theme our focus is is making sure our, our black students feel supported making sure they recognize they have a space that they can call their own making sure they recognize they have a home and and making sure that on the campus of sgsu where we're only 2.8 to 3 percent of the, the the general population that their blackness is supported uh represented um and and that we we speak to them as a whole person and, and as a as a and we we represent and you know embody the african diaspora it's hard to it's hard to get that in the south bay and we know that it's hard for our students to find that when they come out here and we want to make sure that there's a tiny piece um, of the diaspora within the campus and, and, and allow that to radiate throughout the rest of the community so that you never feel alone, you never feel lost. And even when all these other messages and, um, and ideas and, and signs come that say, you know, I don't know where I fit, you can always find the Black Student Center and know that you have a place where you, where you fit as a Black person. All our identities and experiences are unique as Black people and we, we do our absolute best to, to showcase that and to respect that and honor that. And we do that through our programming, through our mentoring support, through our, our student work, through the art that we have up in our center, um, through our language and, and, and everything else to show the, the, the wide reaching array of, of how amazing blackness is. So that's our, that's our goal. Our goal is to speak to that. And, and, and we do that through many different ways. And we believe that through that, our students will be successful. Uh, that, that it doesn't work the other way around. That if we just focus on academics, we just focus on how to be quote unquote good people, good students, we're missing the, the, the major identifying factors of our students that that we think will propel them to being successful. When you feel, when you can identify with the space and you feel like that if that space identifies with you, you feel like you belong. And that's what we want to ensure for our, our black students on campus. Yeah, I, I mean, I really appreciate that answer. I think, I think, you know, part of, you know, what comes out really passionately from the first couple questions is just like how, how important that sense of home is um you know and and not just for our students but for all of us like you know um uh, talking about the music that we listen to or the things that make us feel comfortable or the things that we recognize right um makes us all better at what we want to do um and so you know you touched on this a little bit but i was hoping that maybe we can we can talk a little bit about like maybe the history as well but you know one of the points of doing this podcast is to really have something to give incoming students too, who don't really know, you know, uh, San Jose State, don't really know, you know, what's happened here in years past, or don't really know what we expect for years to come at San Jose State. So, you know, the question is, if a new student at campus approached you and asked why this center exists, what would you say? And I was hoping maybe we can also talk, like use this opportunity to talk maybe a, a little bit about the history of, um, uh, of San Jose State and and where the Black Student Center may have came from. Yeah, the Black Student Center is a direct result of student protest, student work, student response to racism, 
and anti-blackness on campus. Um, the, a group of students really led the charge to get the Black Student Center created. We have some well-documented incidents that you can search and, and, and find online uh, that can chronicle our past, just like our past in this country. Is a, it, it has some dark, some dark spots. And in 2013, there was a hate crime that really spawned this movement. I, I arrived at the campus in 2014 and it was already in progress. There, there was a, a task force of black students, faculty and staff, and there were other allies in that task force that really galvanized the community um, and supported that student who was the, 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 the survivor of the hate crime. Because when, when something, like happens, something like that happens to one black student, it affects the entire community. And that pressure came to the administration to say, hey, we have to do things different. And that's where the students fought for a center. The students fought for the Black Scholars Floor, which is currently a community of first year students uh, that, that, that made up of black, a black student community of first year students in Joe West. Um, we're pushing actually now to get that to be moved so that it can be a community of all black students, not just new incoming students so that the, incoming students can interact with uh, returning students and upper class students as well. But all of those efforts were a push from, from our black student community. And that legacy remains through our center. Uh, and so the center opened in February of 2018. So we're still fairly young, uh, but we're, we're moving in, in a great direction. And now with the movement that we're in now, I think we're even, we're going even further, right? There's another movement where students are demanding more of the administration to really push against anti-blackness and to really be anti-racist and to rethink how things are done on this campus in a way that changes the system. So I, I think now is a great time to be a part of the, the black community at San Jose State because we're, we're going in a, in a direction that I think is unstoppable. What do you think, Armani? Uh, what 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 else? What else kind of contributed to where we are today, or what have you seen from your pr perspective as a student? Um, I would just I would say to ensure that the programs that were happening when I was a student that phased out when the task force phased out continue to live on. Um, like like we were saying, the retreat and the Harambe dinner and um, Oh, study nights, that was another one of the things that came out of this. So it's like, there were so many productive things that were there that slightly started to taper off. But um, I would just say we really do want to make sure that our students feel comfortable and feel like San Jose State is something that they can call home for at least the two to maybe five years, depending on if they're a transfer, you know, whatever um, student degree they're receiving. But we just want to make sure that our students are not only connected to the campus, but even outside the campus and know that this is something that they can call home. That's what I would say. Um, I definitely uh, see how a lot of people can call that center home. Like I've been able to call that center home, like whenever, like, or especially my first year when I was still like figuring things out, like where I, like, I needed to be, where I wanted to go. Um, so I guess 
with working with all these students, I, my question is like, what's something that you like most about, you know, just being around students and interacting with them? Um, I would just like to say the, the random questions or maybe even just like random advice or what would I do in a situation like this? Um, I think it really keeps the, the social activity going and that's something that I definitely do miss being on quarantine. But um, another thing, I think just being able to like walk out of my office and play games. I don't think I could do that in a corporate office. I could be wrong, but you know, like there's just something that's not only home for the students, but I just think we're trying to make a home for the entire Black Spartan community, faculty and staff included. And I think our center is really showing that and we have all of those feelings while we're in there too, so. Yeah, I'm down with the games. People may not know this, but I'm the chess master in the center. So I think I've only lost three times, maybe three times. I, I think, think I lost three Fred times. Is coming up though. What'd you say? I think Winnie Fred is coming up though. She's she's not even close to seeing me yet. She still needs some some expert tutelage. With that being said, she's gotten a lot better. Uh, like the, like those kind of interactions. We have our beanbag chairs that we 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 got to put in the center so people can just come and relax. Uh, it's a relaxing space. What I like to see the most, going back to the the discussion about you know chess and Armani mentioned one of our our student staff, Winnie Fred. Um, she started. She never played chess before, and she she might have played a few times, but she it wasn't really her thing. Now it's her thing. She always wants to play. She's gotten so much better. And for me, what I love seeing about working with the students is the growth. Uh, you know, growth is going to happen naturally. You know, like I said, I have two kids. I have an eight-month-old, and seeing the eight, my eight-month-old grow—that's a natural occurrence. There are things that will happen naturally, but seeing her figure things out and now start to apply it, right? When she learned how to roll, and now she can roll whenever she wants, or she knows she's starting to scoot. Like those same things happen with our college students. But differently, of course, they already know how to roll and walk. So we're not, we're not waiting for them to do that. But to see them get this aha moment, like, yo, I can, I can do this thing. I thought I wanted to be an engineer, but I had this experience doing, doing design. And now I realize I can, I, I, I'm a much more talented graphic designer as opposed to a civil engineer, a mechanical engineer. And I'm really good at, now I'm taking off with this thing. Um, I, I, I thought I wanted to, to, to be a lawyer, but now I realize my voice is in community advocacy and I found the community service agency, the, the African-American community service agency. And now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student board member or I'm, I'm a student staff. And when I graduate, they, they have a position for me. Those aha moments, seeing that growth, seeing a student step on the campus, not knowing which way they want to go or having a, a picture of where they might want to go and seeing it come to fruition. It's, it's really exciting. Uh, we've seen leaders blossom. Um, we've seen people take that next step building for their career. We've seen people forge new relationships. Um, and just, we've seen people who didn't think they were going to graduate fight and graduate and walk across the stage. All of that is, 
it continue, it keeps me continuing to to do what we do and 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 now with this new fight to 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 dismantle systemic injustice i think we're going to see a new crop of leaders um i think we're going to see a new uh amount of progress that that is exciting it's it's exciting to see so it keeps keeps me energized yeah for sure i mean i i definitely appreciate those stories i think um I rem- I remember when y'all were starting starting to do chess the center, um, and like your students were so excited about like learning to play chess, you know, and and part of doing this work is recognizing that like you know, like you were saying Jamal, like being a good student is is more than just getting good grades. It's you know being able to recognize the entirety of who we are, right, and and indulge in that. You know, it's like I remember uh totally off topic but i remember the the first week that we found out jamal was going to be a new program director at the center and i think sometime in that first week you stop by the center and say hi to students you were there that whole week um and i came in to say hi to you congratulate you for the position and then you proceeded to do a magic trick for the students and you you did a card trick for them and it was like you know like who knew right like right Right. and and just stuff like that is like how how like we recognize each other as like complete people you know yeah yeah you got a really good memory chris that i couldn't have pulled that memory out from anywhere so yeah but i think that's that's the that's the energy armani and i bring um sometimes we get bogged down with this idea that like our job is to make students grad, make sure students graduate, make sure students graduate. And, and, and we see that as a solely academic goal, right? So make them study and send them to the library and get them tutors. And we miss the whole person. Um, and anyone can point back to their college experience and they can point to a couple things that stood out that had nothing to do with studying nothing to do with taking a test, nothing to do with an in-class assignment. Um, and that, that experience propels you to be great. Uh, and, and we want to facilitate those um, in, our, in our center. And another quick story is just, I remember taking a, we took, a, we took about nine students skiing to Tahoe. One, two of the students out of the nine had been skiing three or four of them had never seen snow before. And when we left, one of the, one of the young men was like all about his snowboard. He was, he, was, he was trying to do jumps by the time we left. He fell multiple times and got right back up and was laughing and they had a great time. And seeing those new, those new moments, those new experiences is, is what, we, uh, what we aim to bring to, to, to our center. Yeah, that's honestly like just so beautiful to hear just all the all these transformations that people go through because of these centers that exist. Like they exist for that reason, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, with everything going on right now with COVID and the protests, um, how are y'all planning on working with students this upcoming year and continuing this legacy? Because um, there's there's been a lot since last semester that has gone down 
Yeah, this is hard for me. I, I, I'm definitely leaning on Armani's expertise, expertise as a, a younger millennial because I'm not, I'm just not into living my life through a computer or a phone or through Instagram. I don't even have Instagram. I don't, I don't care to, right? I, I'm periodically on Twitter. I don't, I don't use Twitch. I'm sounding really old. But like I just do regular stuff, and I'm a good, I'm really good in person. So this is it's challenging for me. It is challenging. It's challenging trying to do this at home with two kids, with a wife that's actually busier than me. Um, and so I'm, I trust uh, Armani's skills and expertise to be able to think of those creative programs that we need. So uh, if, if if you don't mind sharing some of the things we've talked about and some of our strategies on how we're going to do this. I'll let you, I'll let you take the lead here. All right. Yeah. So, um, we're really trying to get this talk show idea off the ground. Um, so I guess it would be more of like a visual podcast as you will. Um, but yeah, we just want to be able to like showcase the resources that we have on campus, showcase the partnerships that we have hosting different events, um and just bringing perspective but still in like a fun way just like this experience here um so let's see um i don't have the email dialogue that me and jamal had yesterday but essentially just really like for instance if the career center like we always have um the representative come by um sandra de leon every week so maybe we can just have her talk about some things um specific for our community that might be important to know post-grad specific or just internship specific especially in this virtual time that might be really important for students to really pick up on information um but i guess more specifically um like holding space for students because i know there's a lot going on as we have already mentioned um a couple comments ago but um maybe even for me using my yoga experience and platform for students to be able to maybe explore something they've never done before um there has been a large amount of white presence in the wellness world and just because that might be what is seen is not what's always true so i want to be able to bring that um that aspect of our life forward that we might not always um, utilize, especially now. Um, we might be forgetting different parts of our wellness or not being not understand like where we could be going or where our wellness could take us if we make it more of a priority. Um, but yeah, really just utilizing the talk show and like finding different ways to get engaged on social media. Um, I think Winnie Fred is really going to be helping us with that a lot. Uh, she really enjoys being able to create different um engaging content for everyone so this will be a new challenge for all of us but i think with the team of students that we have and um our overall energy that we bring as um our collective black student center family i think we'll have a successfully challenging semester hopefully just like everybody else so yeah and i think you speak to this idea of intentionality we have to be way more intentional and focused on how we reach out to our black student community because we we won't be able to have those passing interactions, those 
happenstance or by chance interactions where you're in the center and we come out, we hear you talking about something and it's like, oh, I can connect you with so-and-so. Like with those, those conversations, those, those opportunities won't be available to us. So it's gonna take a lot more intention around how we connect our black students to the services on campus, how we connect them to the opportunities on campus and in the community, how we reach out to them. Uh, we're doing a lot of work with our black faculty and staff to have this kind of community approach to reaching out to the black students because there's too many for just the two of us and our students to have to reach out to. Um, but we know as a community, we can look out for them. Uh, so that's, that's gonna be our intentional approach. Um, and you know, we can make it happen. That's why they pay our money the big bucks. So we, we should, that's why they pay her because you know, they know we can do it. They trust us. So we got this, we got this and we're going to do everything we can to, to, to support our students, even through this time. Um, well, just something else that I thought about. Um, some people might be doing office hours. I don't know if Sharon and Chris, if that's something that you're exploring, but um, is that something that you've thought about? Yeah, so we've been having Mosaic virtual office hours um, every other Thursday of, uh, in the summer. And then we'll probably do something in the academic year. We're just not quite sure what our full staff is going to look like. Um, so over the summer, Chris and I have been holding office hours. Um, Jazz and Kenny have stopped by so um, students can, you know, ask questions um, if they need to like figure out different things going on in campus, you know, how to apply for scholarships. Like we're here to help you if you just want to stop by, say hello, process the news, like we're here for that. Um, and we've been doing that over the summer. Um, but we'll, we'll probably do something virtually as well, um, especially, you know, as uh, Mosaic is trying to plan out, you know, Heritage Month or um, things like that. We want we want your voices to be part of the planning. So we'll probably have something like that, too. I think that's probably the closest we'll be able to get to the experience of being in the office. So Right, right. And I think it's, you know, we're going to try to make it as accessible as possible, right, which is sending out links on IG, on our YouTube, whatever we can do. Um, but like, this is, I guess, like an invitation, like through the Mosaic Meets podcast to also like, reach out to us, right? Like, we're not scary people. Like Jamal is here. He wants to talk to you. Armani is here. He, she wants to talk to you, right? So like, um, I think that's the reason why we were all like, what are we trying to say with this podcast series, right? It's, I think that you know, if you're new to campus, if you're a new transfer student, if you're a new graduate student and you're like, I know I need support, but I don't know where to go or I don't know who that person is behind that space, like, this is the opportunity. So this is an invitation for those of you listening, right, to understand that, like, we have amazing student leaders, right, like Kenny, like Winifred, like Jazz, and so many others on our campus who are, like, down to support you right and then you have staff like armani and jamal and chris and i who really want to connect with you we just can't do it the normal ways that we used to <laughs> speaking of new students if 
like what do you, like what advice do you have for new first year students or just transfer students or any type of new student that's coming uh yeah what kind of advice do you have for them a couple things i think are really important one you have a bunch of services at your disposal that are even more important now than we're not physically on campus you, you they're included in your tuition you're paying for them all use them as much as you can the the students who do the best on campus use all the resources even when they're they feel like they're doing great they continue to use them um, sometimes we see getting assistance and getting help especially in a lot of underserved communities as, as, a, as a as a weak point and if you do your best to shift that shift that narrative that it's a strength to be able to go and say hey i'm looking for this resource i'm i, I want to get involved in this career how can you assist me? Is there anything you have? Can you talk to me about this? That, that, that's what I did. Um, I was very intimidated. What, intimidated is the wrong word. I was happy to be at, at college. I went to the University of Michigan, um, you know, top five public institution nationally. Everyone I met just felt smarter than me. And I was coming from a place where I thought I was really smart until I realized my school didn't prepare me for anything. And so the only thing I could do, because I didn't, I didn't naturally know how to do calculus. After, after the first chapter, I had, everything was new. I learned everything for calculus. Everything I had learned was covered in chapter one. So once we got past that, I had to do everything at my disposal to pass the class. So I went to everybody's tutoring. I talked to every professor I could. Um, and I, and I just got involved in opportunities. So take advantage of what's available to you because people don't come look for you uh secondly it's harder now but eventually you'll have the opportunity to meet a staff member whether it's myself chris armani or sharon anyone else connect with a staff member make have a relationship with a staff member you will need you will need recommendations um and, and there's just things that staff and faculty connect with someone who works at the school even if it's not a staff person there are things staff and faculty know they have connections that they can they can assist you if a challenging time comes and you need someone to assist you you have that person in your corner and that person can make a call to the boss's boss that you may you may be stuck at the counter when that person could just say let me call the vice president and we'll get this taken care of you want that person that person will come in handy at some point and they'll support you they'll support you throughout your entire experience find that person connect with that person get to know that person allow them to get to know you um, and then lastly is just jump into some new experiences uh, like i said we took student skiing we were all set to take uh, 16 students to new orleans for a week for a service learning um, black history trip uh, some students were a little weary maybe i never left the state never had been that far go go do these experiences go study abroad if you have these opportunities, if there's a if there's an experience that sounds fun but you've never done it, just do it. Just go for it. That can open up your life in so many different directions. So that's those are the things I will offer to our new students transfer or or incoming. It, it works. It works for both of you all. Um, and right. So incoming or you've even been at San Jose State, we're all experiencing this whole virtual thing. Um, for our first full semester together. But I think my three points are similar to Jamal's as well. Um, getting involved um, 
however that might look like. It's going to be a lot of virtual things, but at least the three areas I tell students to get involved with are um, academically, so within your major, um, if you're already declared as with your major, get involved, um, figure out what opportunities are there um, to work with the department, work with um, within internships within the department or closely connected with it. Um, getting involved on campus with something you care about. So for me, that was Black Student Union when I was a student. So some kind of cause that's important for you, get involved somehow. And the third one was a challenge. For me, that was Associated Students. I had never done any kind of government anything, especially using Robert's role. But um, I just think uh, it's, it's just important for you to really just explore. College is just like, it's, I see it as the bridge between like growing up and like being grown. Like you have grown responsibilities, but you're still figuring out and learning like what's going on and who you are. Um, but I feel like that's adulting all the way through, but you know, I'm still new to this thing as well. Um, and outside of getting involved, I would say just also get out of your comfort zone in general. Um, going back to what Jamal said and just going back to what I said, like you learn so much about who you are when you do decide to um, take your cover, your armor off and just be something or someone new um, in, a, in a different experience. And lastly, just learn how to take mental health breaks. Like everything is going to be virtual. Everything is going to be online, on the computer. Like there's going to be so many things happening from this little box. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things happening from just this thing. Like still don't forget about going outside or connecting with family and friends, maybe distance, whatever that might look like and comfortable for you. But regardless, take breaks, exercise, like just get off of the box if you have to. Um, yeah, and just really take care of yourself because it's going to be a lot of things I think thrown our way considering election season is going to be during the um, semester. So just really take care of yourself. Um, yeah, I would say those are my three things for advice. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, thank you all for, for sharing all that stuff. I think, you know, one of the, one of the takeaways that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take away from, from this experience is, you know, the reminder that um, whatever it is that you care about is, is valid, right, is important. And like, you know, I, I may not necessarily care about what you care about, but I care that you care, right? Like, you may come to me with like, I, you know, I love country Western music. It's like, okay, great. Like, I, I, don't, I don't care for country Western music, but I, I love that you love it. You know, like, I'm not going to tell you that you're stupid for loving it. I would never say that, by the way. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's, that's the takeaway, oh. right? <laughs> not you, Jamal. I meant our students. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, if, like speaking to our students like if you care about something you know you can come to us with that like you know we we want to recognize the passion for what it is and recognize it for an important reason that drives you whatever it happens to be um and and we want to be able to tap into that and say like it's important we support you behind that absolutely yeah i agree completely with that chris and i think i think the f the four of us as staff on here i, I think we do an amazing job of that. Um, and the students who interact with us and see us know it and believe it, so. Cool, well, I mean, those are our prepared questions. Um, we have a little bit of time left on the clock. If y'all have anything you wanna share as closing thoughts or, or anything that we didn't cover. 
No, I'm, you know, I'm excited to, to, to have this opportunity. I'm sad. Everything, all of this has to be over Zoom. I'm still trying to make sense of this for my life. Um, I got to think about these office hours. It's hard to find a free moment in my house. My wife and I, we do this thing where whoever can race into the back room and close the door first gets to use the room for their meetings. The other person's stuck with the two kids. And so like every day it's a race. So that's, that's my life. Um, so I'm trying to, trying to figure out how to balance all of this. <laughs> y'all, y'all have a real like survivalist mentality. It is, it is, it is. It's like I'll throw some stuff down in the kitchen, and be like, "Hey, you dropped that," and I'll run into the kitchen. <laughs> you know, just like some distraction techniques, and leave her out there with kids. <laughs> I think the upside is your kids are going to be prepared for the world. Yeah, yeah. She'll just lock the door on me, and I just I'm out here, can't change my clothes or nothing. Uh, but yeah, so I'm just trying to manage this life. I, I miss some of the day to day and finding finding the the nuance, I think, I think it takes a lot of patience. Hopefully the faculty, I think faculty listening to this can understand what, what students are going through. Like if you can put yourself in the shoes of like, what if you had to do college from home, what that would have been like, and not, you had already planned to go to an online school, so you were mentally prepared. You weren't prepared for this at all because you had already shifted your life in a way where you went to, to, to class and, I just know that would have been a tough experience for me to have to go home. It's tough now as an adult managing my life. It would have been very tough and, and it would have been hard to seek out some of those other opportunities, build my network, my friend group. And so I think we, we, we got to have some patience and some understanding to this experience that the students are going through because it's, it's, a, it's abnormal. Um, and that's not to mention even the, the thousands and thousands of people that are dying and getting sick. Um, not to mention the, the, the civil rights moment that we're in where people are real, like coming face to face with real racism and combating it as best as they can. There's, there's so much happening right now we need to make sure we're speaking to and cognizant of and sensitive to for all of our students. So um, that's just where the work is for me. And so hopefully this this kind of this podcast can illuminate that and just show students that we're we're we're, we're regular people and we're there for we're there for them so yeah. i thank you i thank you for this opportunity yeah. thank you we we appreciate the both of you so much i know that you know i think the fact that even as you're on this podcast you're like my daughter is here she got things to say you know like i think that's that's for the for the listeners out there who are parents right and they're thinking about how am i going to to juggle right now going to school working and being a parent right now like please know that like we're here to support you right like we may not be able to change a lot of things um as far as like what your situation looks like in the upcoming year but you know know that in moments that you need grace right? Like, and if you need to process, like, I know that I am, I'm going to welcome your child onto that screen, you know, and you've got to hold that child, or if you got to, like, feed that child as you're talking and, like, processing or need that support, right? Like, do what you got to do. Um, maybe give your faculty a heads up ahead of time, but, like, also, like, this is, this is the world that we live in right now, and so, you know, I really appreciate, Jamal, like, any meetings that we've had, you're, like, 
this is this is what it is. My child is gonna be on the camera. My child is gonna end up on this podcast. Like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> right. We need we need a little bit of grace and understanding and a little bit of awareness uh, at this point. Cause yeah, it's this is this is the life right now. Um, I guess for me, just closing out, uh, once again, thank you as well for allowing us to be on the podcast and share our perspectives and um, different things that we want to do on campus. But one thing that's been coming up for me just during this podcast is like considering that we do have two students here, what are, what what's coming up for you with next semester and um, like, how do you plan to deal and knowing that everything is going to be virtual and like what? Yeah, just like what's coming up for you? I'm curious. And like, because I want to know how we can possibly help with that perspective, because we're we're thinking we're going to do all these great things and continue to put all this good virtual content out. But it's like everything's still virtual. So like, how are you still still going to deal with everything? First off, thank you for asking that question. And thank you for just being the staff and like the support that you are because I honestly wouldn't have like that much guidance through all of this without everyone's help and support and their intentions um but for me um most of I'm a graphic design major so most of what I do is already online so it's not too hard of a transition for me but it's definitely still draining to just look at a screen like constantly throughout the day and consistently throughout the week um so definitely a big thing that Armani mentioned was taking mental health breaks mental health breaks matter and just you know continuing to like keep yourself hydrated get some fresh air I feel like that helped me a lot um throughout last semester dealing with that transition um but yeah I feel like working at Mosaic keeps me grounded and of course collaborating with other centers and hearing um what kinds of programs we want to offer and just things we want to be more intentional about like offering to students and also like doing in service of ourselves. Um, yeah, I feel like that's helped me a lot. Um, it's going to be my last year at SJSU. So I feel like this center has definitely like guided me towards a lot of different outlets and avenues. Um, and yeah, it's gotten me a lot more connected to like orgs within like my own culture and also just like what I want to do like expressively and creatively. Um, just even having a platform like this podcast is already like hella dope to me and just like having having the chance to organize like hip hop for change and um, things like that to provide a platform for other people to be able to express themselves and like share their own narratives is super powerful. So I want to continue to do that as much as I can with this online shift. And yeah, it's really interesting um, just developing these new skills in tech too, like getting a hold of, like looking up tutorials for different like software programs and things like that to make these programs um, more accessible to people. But I mean, I've, I've had a, it's like low-key stressful because <laughs> it's a lot, but it's definitely going to help. And um, yeah, um, man, I would definitely, I feel like I'm going to be calling up our, uh, our staff and like CAPS a lot. I feel like that's really helped too, just talking to like 
caps and people who can help you with your mental health or just like give you hold that space for you to process and yeah um gonna be part of the startup art magazine uh coming up soon so i'm really excited for that it's also a lot to keep up with just you know everything digital but i feel like if you keep yourself organized and you make friends or have somebody to hold you accountable <laughs> um that always helps and i've been like writing a lot of lists for myself um i just got back from la a couple days ago um yeah <laughs> what's up kenny yeah kenny was in east lowe's too um yeah i was popping out there on the fourth of july but pop in okay it was a really fun experience and yeah i just got tested today but anyways um yeah so i, I have that little that little vacation i guess um it was nice to be out and about get some fresh air but then you know coming back um to san jose i had to ground myself and be like okay i still have a lot of shit that I gotta do um so yeah definitely just holding yourself accountable writing stuff down has helped me a lot and I'm gonna continue to do that into the next semester and just really um like Jamal and Armani and uh Chris and Sharon have said you know just utilize all these resources that we have even though they're not available physically we're gonna try and make them um available like digitally as as best as we can so mm -hmm. Did you have to get the, 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 the swabs up the nose? Yes, it tickled. It tickled uh, my <laughs> I uh, thought it was going to be like, I thought it was going to be thicker, like a Q-tip, but the tip of it was actually pretty, pretty thin. So it uh, was bad. It looks like a brain puncturing tool. So I'm, <laughs> I'm good. That's why I'm staying inside. Y'all can, can have the outside for now. <laughs> There's there's a testing site, um, a pop-up organized by Roots Community Health Center, or um, I think they're based in Oakland, and they're a couple blocks from campus. So it's cool to see them organizing and coming out here and providing like that um, to people who don't have healthcare services. And yeah, it it wasn't too bad though. I mean, if you I would definitely like if you want to take precautions because I just went to LA and I'm about to go back home once I get my results. I live with my grandma, so I just wanted to be sure everything was okay before I came home. But yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy year. <laughs> yeah, I'm just hella grateful to to be in y'all's presence still, even if it is like digitally through this through this box. Y'all look good. <laughs> Thanks, Jazz. What about you, Kenny? I am still figuring a lot of stuff out. Um, I'm planning on moving back up. Uh, so me and my future apartment or housemates, we're still looking for places to stay, which has been difficult, but we're going to figure it out. I know we will. Um, and I recently got my classes all together, so now I have classes. Yay! I <laughs> I met with an advisor. I met with uh, Dr. Garcia, and he helped me out a lot. So, yeah. So speaking of like, get in with those advisors. Like they like he really helped me out. Like he really like he, I was like I called. Well, I didn't. I added the Zoom thing. I entered 
and he was like hey what's up and I'm like I need help with my classes I emailed you earlier this summer and he was like oh, okay like don't worry like I got you and he like pulled up all these classes like okay you should take this this and this and I can email the this department so they can increase the cap size so you can get into this class and then this and I'm like whoa so that was really cool um I have one class on campus a PE class so I'm nervous I don't know I low-key want to drop it but then I won't have my one credit that I need to have 13 so I'm like fuck it just do it. Wear a mask. Um, what kind of activity is it? It's weight training. So I don't know. It's pretty individual. So I won't be touching anybody, but I also don't trust people to like clean their stuff. I was going to say, be sure to bring towels and stuff to wipe down yeah. the equipment. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm not playing. Okay, I'm the one who would uh, go through our, our bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> even before covid <laughs> yo when i for real january i was like <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i'm still figuring that stuff out i definitely when you mentioned like the mental health breaks i like remembered i'm like dang i'm gonna be on the computer all day like i am not ready for that like just even after like podcasts or like our meetings, like I'm so exhausted from like being in front of the camera. I'm just like, I can't even imagine doing that all day. So I'm definitely going to be taking a lot of breaks. Um, you know, it, I'm excited about the work that we got planned for Mosaic. That's going to be really fun. Um, I honestly forgot what the question was, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I, I'm taking it as it goes, you know, one step at a time, basically. Um, yeah, I'm excited to move back up, though. I'm not trying to get Rona, though. I'm not trying to get that thing up my nose. So I've been staying inside, keeping it cute, keeping the mask on, washing the hands, you know. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this year unravels and like the work that we do. I still have a lot of stuff that I'm trying, I'm planning on doing, but it's taken a step back because of the quarantine and stuff. So I'm still figuring that out, but yeah. All right. So thank you everyone for, um, sharing your thoughts and a little piece of yourself to our um, newer students and our newer folks on campus. Um, thank you again for all of you listening out there. We appreciate you all. Please take care of yourselves, right? Take those mental breaks. Follow um, the uh, social media accounts. Uh, do y'all want to plug your social media accounts, Armani? Yeah, let me pull them up because they're different on different things. Okay, okay. Well, while Armani's pulling them up, you know, make sure you follow uh, Mosaic, our Instagram, our Twitter, most things who are at SJSU Mosaic. Um, we're really active on our Instagram, so follow us, but we're also on Twitter, we're also on YouTube. Hopefully we have more content for you all. Um, look out for things, look out for this podcast and the series that follows. It'll all be available through our website or Spotify and all the other places where you listen to your podcast. Um, Armani? 
Yes. So um, we have a link tree available in all, all of our social media to keep you connected in an easy, quick link. But our Twitter is A-A-B-S-S-C-S-J-S-U. Our Instagram is A-A-B-S-S-C underscore S-J-S-U. And we also have a YouTube channel too where our talk shows will be going. So just stay tuned. But I would just say stay connected with our link tree. Link tr.ee slash A-A-B-S-S-C. Cool. Thank you. All right, y'all. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of My Big Station. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.